Now let me go to the uh, the guy who's there in Washington D.C. who loves to take my calls, Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics. Philip, good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me, Pat. Yep. So I don't know if you've heard this or not. Are you aware that the Iowa caucuses were last night? <laughs> uh, I'm aware that uh, the Iowa caucuses were last night, and I know that uh, a lot of the Washington, D.C. Beltway press corps uh, is uh, stranded in Des Moines currently because they're <laughs> having a hard time clearing out the airport there. No. Th- didn't that make you feel sad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, uh, when I was making uh, my schedule, uh, I banked on New Hampshire. I thought that we had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen in Iowa yep. based off of the polling. Yep. Um, and uh, my editors are going to send me to New Hampshire uh, at the end of this week and into the primary there. But I've got to tell you, um, you know, if you look at the polling, if you look at the real clear politics average, and uh, you know, I'm, I might be bragging on my publication a little bit here, but the real clear politics average had Trump winning Iowa by 52.5 points. He won by 51. Yep. So that, that's a, a difference of, you know, uh, one and a half. Points. It's calling it pretty tight. Pretty tight. Yeah. DeSantis, meanwhile, and that average was around 16 points. He ended up doing 21 points. Yeah. So Oops. he had a you know, he had about a, a five point bump. Haley, Ramaswamy, Hutchinson, uh, the RCP average got uh, all of those predictions right within about a point. And part of that, I think, is because of the uh, superior product that Real Clear Politics puts out <laughs> each and every day. But more than that is that Donald Trump remains the most popular politician in the Republican Party. And the guy is going into this 2024 primary as both an incumbent president, uh, almost as if he's an incumbent president, uh, but one who enjoys all of the advantages of uh, being the establishment and right. also all of the advantages of being at the head of a grassroots movement. It's incredibly difficult for any challenger to break uh, into uh, that core group of supporters. And um, if the rest of the primary looks anything like Iowa, Donald Trump may very well have this sewn up and in the bag. Well, he may have it sewn up by the end of South Carolina. Um or, or even even before then, um, if, for instance, uh, Donald Trump dominates in New Hampshire and Nikki Haley cannot keep it close, it is going to be really difficult for that former governor of South Carolina to go to her home state um, if she doesn't win second by, you know, within a hair of Trump or, or if she doesn't win first place there. Um, it's going to be really difficult for her to go to South Carolina where the governor uh, one of the senators, and we expect a, a second senator from that state to endorse Trump, it's going to be incredibly difficult for her to show up and say, I was your governor eight years ago, um, you know, reward me uh, with a win here. And uh, we are looking at, you know, a scenario, it, it, unless something changes, and unless someone keeps it competitive in New Hampshire, uh, where Trump could walk into South Carolina and then Super Tuesday, um, not for a, a contest, but for a coronation. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. In that, a lot of the polls, and and, and you're right, uh, real clear, you guys are so close so often, it's, it's kind of amazing. Um, but a lot of people were saying, okay, Trump first, then it's going to be Nikki Haley, and then it's going to be DeSantis. Um, the fact that those two switched positions... And the difference between them was about four or five points. 
that's no small difference either. Do you think that that takes a lot of the wind out of the sails of uh, everything going on uh, in the uh, Nikki Haley camp? Mm-hmm. So two things here. Where Ron DeSantis pushed all of his chips in on Iowa in terms of money, manpower, and just the amount of time he spent messaging in that state, Nikki Haley made New Hampshire much more of her priority. And while uh, the former ambassador certainly spent a lot of time in Iowa and certainly did the conventional um, you know, routine of going to diners and, and fire stations right. and, and making the rounds, it was not as much of a point of emphasis. She did spend money there, but her team uh, was emphasizing New Hampshire, which is much uh, more moderate in comparison to Iowa, and they were um, emphasizing New Hampshire as a springboard into South Carolina. Uh, I think that um, you know clearly her, her team wanted second place uh, in Iowa, uh, but you know they they were were gunning and putting the majority of their resources. Um, in in those two other states. For DeSantis, though, um, you know, he said last night that Iowa helped him punch his ticket. But the reality is uh, that the the you know that it's a question of, of a ticket to where. Um, he doesn't have much of a ground game in New Hampshire. He was in South Carolina today, um, but uh, the the polls show that he is uh, trailing both Trump and Haley in both of those states. And uh, if he wasn't going to catch fire in Iowa after getting a number of key endorsements like Governor Kim Reynolds, uh, like Bob Vanderplatz, um, it is unclear how he is going to uh, rise above the rest of the competition in those two other states. Um, you know, things th- from from Trump's mouth, um, he has spoken, especially after the his victory last night, a little conciliatory about the other ones that ran. But in the last several days— He's been pretty uh, hard at hammering on on um, on on uh, Nikki, and and I think the reason, in my view, this is this is I'm way outside. I'm I'm way outside from where you sit and you watch stuff, but I'm thinking, you know, he and DeSantis cannot be on the ticket together because they're both from Florida, so that can't happen. Then. I saw a quote by by Trump Jr. saying, no way, no how, my father will never run with Nikki Haley on the ticket. And it was a very emphatic thing. And Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, for their cup of tea, you know, when you come in like at 8% or wherever it was he was last night, and then he pulled out of the race, if anything, that might have set Vivek up to at least be considered by Trump for a number two, but he can't pick, he he can't pick, DeSantis, and I don't think he'll pick, uh, Haley. What do you think? Yeah, the former president is spending a lot of time turning the screws on Haley, and she represents a much more neoconservative vision of the Republican Party than uh, his MAGA. Um, populist national vision, and I think that it would be difficult for him to bring Haley on as a running mate. It is certainly not something that she uh, is competing for currently. We did hear that Trump said he has made up his mind about who yeah. the VP yeah. might want. I think that all of that chatter and all of that speculation 
um, is designed to do one thing and one thing only, and that is uh, shift the conversation towards an inevitability of the former president um, to sort of put the message out there that the guy who just dominated Iowa by 50 points is going to be the nominee. This thing is is over. And, um, you know, if you look at the math, uh, again, you know, that was a resounding win. That was a a shellacking for everyone else involved. But, uh, you know, with Chris Christie getting out of the race in New Hampshire, uh, there's a chance that his voters might flock to Nikki Haley. And if that occurs, um, you know, there's some polling in that state, which shows uh, that she could be within the margin of error uh, of pulling off a defeat of Donald Trump. But um, that kind of upset, uh, that's something that, you know, Republicans have whispered about for a long time. No one since, uh, you know, 2015 and 2016 has really been able to defeat this guy from the right. Well, yeah, and and Nikki Haley, I don't dislike her as a person. Uh, I thought she did a fairly decent job in South Carolina as governor, but again, it was South Carolina. Um, I, I don't think she did a bad job at the U.N., but I don't know that that much mattered. I mean, she was able to stand there in the well at the U.N. and ba- basically stare down some enemies of our country and hold our position. But being the one that comes up with the position that other people would then go and fight for you, that's a whole different ballgame. I have a trouble. I have a trouble. I have a problem uh, even in my head justifying – Nikki Haley as a conservative. Your thought? Certainly, uh, Haley has appealed to moderates and independents because she knows that Trump has the more conservative wing of the party locked down. And I think that the, uh, you know, the former South Carolina governor has allowed herself to be defined um, as as a moderate. Uh, But if you look back at her time in South Carolina, I mean, this is a a Tea Party conservative. This is someone who fought for limited government, who fought for, um, you know, uh, fiscal reforms. And her platform is, uh, you know, pretty staunchly conservative. That said, uh, there are a lot of social conservatives out there who are looking at some of the answers that she has given to um, reporters on the question of, uh, you know, the LGBTQ issue or on um, the realisticness of of getting a federal abortion ban in place. And that uncertainty in the mind of some of these more conservative voters um, basically amounts to, well, we know what we had with the previous president. There's a little bit of doubt with this upswing uh, candidate. Uh, Might as well go with what we know. And certainly um, in Iowa, they were willing to go with uh, the former president uh, over you know, a candidate like DeSantis, who, you know, on the on the principles uh, was, you know, arguably the most conservative candidate in the race. And, and even though Trump came out better than two to one over DeSantis, that's at the same time that the non-Trump voters were splitting up between three candidates. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you've had some that were going for DeSantis, some for Nikki Haley, some for Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, and and so his ability to garner some uh, you know momentum non-Trump momentum was a little stunted. Um, but but do you think? See, I don't think I don't think that there's a path whereby the governor from Florida wins. 
unless he keeps hanging in there just long enough that at a couple of, of uh, you know contests down the road, he's still there. He's not winning, but he's still there. And then something in the legal world comes up and nabs Trump. And he's yes, the, he's the last one standing. Um, these All of these candidates are making that consideration because there are so many liabilities with Donald Trump. Um, when it comes to the fact that he's been uh, indicted 91 times, that's something that's out of the control yep. of um, everyone in, in the race. Uh, if a judge was to um, convict him and, and he was to be sentenced, uh, certainly his court supporters would stay with him. Uh, but, you know, it would be pretty difficult for him uh, to win the nomination as, you know, a convicted former president, uh, let alone winning the general election. And so I think some of these candidates are, are sticking around because of that liability. The other one is, uh, you know, we, we wish Donald Trump nothing but good health, but uh, he is 77 years old. Yep. Um, I think that with some of these candidates, they've poured so much into the race. And until things are absolutely um, certain that they don't have any path, they're just sticking around. Yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly right. Philip, as always, I appreciate you. I have a short week next week, but I am here on Tuesday. Are you going to be able to be with me on Tuesday in that that's the uh, day of the uh, election up there in New Hampshire? I'll call you from New Hampshire. See, this is why we love you here. All right. Hey, Philip, thank you so very much, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk yeah. soon. Talk to you soon. Philip Wegman, a great guy, great American. I'll just say that, okay? Philip Wegman, who's a great conservative uh, columnist with real clear politics. Podcasts by Federated Media.